sorry. Time really flies by, doesn't it? Yeah, Norman, why don't you join us, Coach? Uh, no, no, not me, Diane. Thank you, no. Oh, come on, Coach. You're the guest speaker. Hey, this might be good. You want some sexy? You want to laugh? Licensed to talk. License to Talk is brought to you by Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. Check out the biggest patio in Western New York and the best sunsets, cool drinks, and fine food at Charlie's Boatyard. Mr. Submarines, 1977 South Park Avenue. They've been around for a while. Home of the best ham sub in South Buffalo. Tell them License to Talk sent you. Dog Ears Bookstore, 688 Abbott Road. Check it out. Stop into the cafe and enjoy a welcoming hometown atmosphere. Don't get your coffee from Timmy when you can get it from Tommy. Support your local bookstore. Vinyl Vibes. Vinyl stickers, decals, custom designs created by our boy quails in Buffalo, New York. Vinyl Vibes. Check them out on the gram at Vinyl Vibes Buffalo. First in Buffalo, 389 Abbott Road, Buffalo, New York. Get your custom hats, custom apparel, custom embroidery, screen prints at First in Buffalo. Check out Cooper's Bar on AMC. You can get it streaming on demand. It's on YouTube. Check it out with our good friend Lou Mastillo. All right, Marky, here we are, episode 80 with a very special guest. It's Victory Monday, so we're going to talk some football. We are here at episode 80 with former offensive line coach, and he's been around the, the world, been around uh, the United States coaching, Pat Morris. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here, guys. Now, Pat was the offensive line coach for the Buffalo Bills, but we're going to start with USC. You lettered in 75, and you actually have a reunion coming up this Thursday. Yes, uh, I grew up in Southern California. I would, at that time, USC was really the only place to go. I had a couple offers to Oregon or the Naval Academy, and it was obvious that I wanted to go to USC. And that was the first year that the uh, freshmen were actually allowed to practice with the varsity way back then. So it's been 50 years, and that team was undefeated and national champion, and we're having a reunion back out in California. I'm leaving out there Thursday. We're being honored at halftime at the game at USC versus Washington State. So it'd be kind of neat to see some of the guys I haven't seen forever. Oh, yeah, and we'll check it out, too, so we can get yeah. you know, a picture yeah. on, on the screen. Talk about the history of USC. I mean, obviously, we're from Buffalo, so you got any OJ stories or what? Well, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of OJ stories more here than there. But uh, when I got there, he was gone because he was only there two years. He was a junior college transfer. So basically, when I was there, uh, they, we still had, you know, uh, a great team. Uh, you know, my tailbacks were Anthony Davis, Rod McNeil, Ricky Bell, uh, quarterback Hayden, Len Swan. I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, if you were anybody, our second team could have beaten a lot of teams, you know, basically there. So it, it was good competition. I didn't play till, you know, a lot till my junior and my senior year. Uh, Basically, that year in 72, I basically got my ass kicked by Sam Cunningham. Bless his soul, he's not with us anymore. But it's going to be nice to see all those guys. And it was just a tradition, and you always won, and it, it was expected to win. And talk about Anthony Davis. He should have, some say he should have won a Heisman that year. But, yeah, well, he was just a, a great, he was a kickoff returner and a running back, you know, uh, and he was probably the, he was actually a sophomore year. He had some great games against Notre Dame. Notre Dame can't stand him anymore, but uh, he was just, he was a local kid. He was from San Fernando High School, and uh, I thought he was just a good, elusive back. And then he went into the World League to the California Sun because he was just a little bit smaller, you know, it wasn't as big, but uh, he had a great career at USC for his three years. He really did. And this is pre-John Robinson era where you go in now in 1977, 
you're a coach? Yes, I was a graduate assistant coach. So right. And how I, does that work, the graduate assistant Okay, coaches? well, basically, uh, a graduate assistant, you become kind of the gopher and have to go get things. You, know, you, you do the breakdowns of the film. You get your graduate school paid for, okay, basically for free. Now, you may have to do some shitty things like go get donuts for the head coach or go get his laundry, that type of things. But you basically are getting a feel for going into coaching and still get your uh, – graduate school paid for so that's that's Doing somebody's laundry is part of coaching huh? yeah. Well, yeah that that <laughs> time it can be it you know you had to do it you know so you know you thought it was kind of you always remembered it yeah. as you can remember i did it or getting the donuts and then all of a sudden getting sent back to say there's not enough sugar on the donuts get more <laughs> i felt like punching that coach had to go back and get the donuts so that's part of being a graduate assistant there's stories all around there but it did give me an opportunity to be with you know john robinson and his staff and that's that's when obviously we had uh, marcus allen Right. was there and he was playing fullback at first and then we moved back to tailback so they it got me into basically being a graduate assistant at usc offered me a chance to get obviously my next job would you talk about when i got my job at northern arizona for the first year so just having that in your resume helped you get jobs so you go to northern arizona then what what happens from there okay you're we, trying to get to, back to usc as fast as you can uh well, you know what i was a california kid and i went to the first time i was coaching it was you know northern arizona i was a young kid out of you know still young i was probably only 23 well we end up winning the uh the division in the big sky conference so the head coach there gets a job at minnesota university of minnesota so I'm going, oh, my God, I kind of like Flagstaff. I kind of enjoyed it there. Do I want to really go all the way to Minnesota? But it's a Division One school rather than a 1AA. Right. And I asked my, my uh, mentor, Hudson Houck, who was at the line coach at SC that I was working under, he says, are you crazy? you got a Division One job at your age right now? Go ahead and take it. So off I went to University of Minnesota with Joe Salem, who was the – Obviously, the head coach there at the Lumberjacks at Northern Arizona. Man, it's always what you wear on your polo, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you had, to, you had to go. So then, so now you got a California kid, you know, coming into Minnesota. I remember the first time I arrived there, I've got my Sansa belt slacks on, and I'm coming, to, you know, in the tarmac across, you know, going through it. The wind's whistling through my nuts, colder than hell. And I go, what decision did I make <laughs> yeah. to come here to, to Minnesota? And that'll pop back up, too. And then you're back at USC 83? Yes. We, I spent uh, four years at Minnesota. We, we, were, we were a decent team. They, we just transferred from going to outdoors to an indoor stadium, the old dome as Minnesota. But to go back and coach at my alma mater was, was a thing I couldn't, I couldn't turn down. So no. I immediately went there. And we had a, really, we had a really good, I had good career there. And that, I think that kind of kicked off my, uh, my job. And I've been a line coach the whole time. And some of the notables that are there, I've seen Sean Salisbury. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Bickett, who's a very underrated uh, linebacker. Very good linebacker. Very yeah. good linebacker. I remember him with the Colts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete, correct. Yeah. Rodney Pete. And then this one was interesting. Lou Brock Jr. Yes. Oh, Lou Brock. Was he was he? a corner. He was a good. He was like, kind of even looked like his dad a little bit. It was interesting, too. There's another one there. Jack Del Rio was on oh, that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, there. oh, yeah, we were, we were loaded there. And uh, the fullback was Mosi Tatupu, you know. And then uh, he blocked for, uh, like, obviously, Marcus Allen and stuff. So, it was, uh, we, we were really good there. We, you know, we won the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. So, and then, you know, we ended up getting fired because, uh, Rodney Pete fumbles the book to get a bad spot against Notre Dame. He, he, he get a bad spot and Notre Dame goes down and then we, we end up getting fired and we still were in like a January 1st bowl game but uh, there was a new AD came in and you know sometimes you lose your job even though you win games you still can lose your job in this business so mm -hmm. it's part of the deal you know it going in. 
and we'll get to that too because that <laughs> happens down the road in your career. Lou, Lou Brock Jr. is he is he fast like the old man? Or oh what? yeah, oh yeah, he was fast, but he wasn't a baseball player. But you know, he played. I believe he was a corner. Good kid, really, always a bright spot. And and obviously, his dad would come to practice sometimes, and I'd be looking over there because <laughs> I grew up loving Lou Brock. You know, oh, so yeah. it's fantastic. In '85, you go to the uh, Aloha Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. what happens when a college football team? goes to Hawaii for the Aloha Bowl. <laughs> well, if you're from California, you've probably been there already, so you kind of know all your spots, what you want to do. Right. It's hard to get the guys the motivated to play the game. I be with it. <laughs> especially, especially if you – I was actually there twice because we actually went there when I was – you was find out when I was at Michigan State, we yeah. went back there. But, uh, yeah, it is, it, is, it is tough, but it was nice because back then that was kind of a neat place to go, and they, they kind of – it was – if what better place to go for a bowl game if you grew up in California, go to Hawaii better than going to Birmingham, Alabama, or mm-hmm. some place you wouldn't know. So it, it was fantastic. I found that interesting. And then now, now you're back to the cold in Michigan State, '87 and '94. Mm-hmm. What so the Rodney Pete fumble happens? How do you? Because I I'm always interested in coaching trees. How do you get to Michigan State? Because there's got to be somebody that you, you knew. Okay, this is exactly. You're, you're correct. Okay, so there was when I was at the University of Minnesota, there was a guy named Charlie Baggett, who was a guy who played at Michigan State. He was with me at, you know, at at the University of Minnesota. So I go back to USC. He now is at Michigan State, with George Perlis. Well, their line coach was named Buck Nystrom. He was, you know, everybody knows him. Buck Nystrom's been there forever. Great line coach. He retires. So Charlie Baggett gives me a call and says, hey, would you be interested in Michigan State? And I go, I don't know George Perlis whatsoever, but he says, hey, I, I think you can get this job. So I fly out, and Ted Tolner, who is my head coach at, um, at USC, was with George Perlis on kind of these little coaching clinic trips. So he gave me a recommendation to George. Also, along with that, but I had to come and, come and do the interview. On that staff, by the way, Nick Saban was the defensive coordinator at Michigan State at the same time. Was he Not, a jerk off then or what? Well, still is. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he had, well, he had a guy that he wanted to get hired. And okay. so it was a competition, and I ended up getting the job. So, you know. So then he didn't like you. What? Because you took No, he was, he was okay. I mean, you could have been backing deep in his mind. But then he was there. We, we won the Rose Bowl that year. We beat SC mm-hmm. twice. And then he leaves and goes. So I was only really with him one year. So uh, I actually, actually bought a house from his wife, you know, my first house in uh, Michigan State. So that's where I met my wife. Her dad, you know, she's from East Lansing. Her dad still holds a record for uh, most yards for a career. At Michigan State, he's passed away. So it, 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 Michigan State was really good for me. I was there for seven years. Really enjoyed it. And, and it's got to feel good beating USC. Yeah, actually, we beat them twice. We, yeah, we, I we, see, yeah, I got that. We beat them in the first game of the year right, in August at Michigan State. I got the game ball because George says, hey, we know, I know how tough it is to be put on the street in this, in this business, and I'm giving you the game ball. And that was nice. And then we go to the Rose Bowl. People said you can't beat people twice. Beat people twice, and we beat them there. I mean, we had Andre Risen, if you remember, oh, Batman yeah. Risen, and oh, yeah. Lorenzo White. So, oh yeah, there's some guys there. Yeah, and, and you beat USC in the Sun Bowl down the road too. So, yes. you're, you're, I mean, does that bragging rights with your teammates or anything? Do they do they ever come to you and say, hey, take it hey, easy on us? Hey, just don't fire me. I'm going to come back and kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And, he, and uh, we, we were talking earlier, um, you meet uh, a legendary coach in any sport, Tom Izzo. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a student of every game I've been told. I heard that guy can coach football, basketball, hockey. He knows game. He doesn't. He just needs the rules, and he can coach the. I would, I would agree with that. I mean, he, was, he knows football. He's really good. What happened there is that first year at Michigan State, he was an assistant under Judd Heathcote. And they went to the Final Four. We go to the Rose Bowl. And even the hockey team went to the Frozen Four and won it. So we all became good, good buddies. We all were single at the time. And I became good friends with him. Now, the reason why I knew him is when I was back at USC, Steve Mariucci came in for one year, and he was a special teams coach. Oh, okay. And they have good buddies. They grew up in you know, uh, northern Michigan together. So when I went to Michigan State, he says, hey, look up my buddy. And Tom and I have been friends ever since. Since 1987, we've been friends. Oh, that's great. And then, uh, matter of fact, he invites us all the time to come out for games. Actually, my friend Mario Pinella, we went out there, basketball game. He treats us like gold. We go to practice. The kids come up and shake our hands. It's, it's a really great friendship, and he's a really genuine, genuine guy. I've heard that about him. I heard he's, he's a gentleman, and that's, that's good to hear because yeah. you, you hear some guys, and you meet some guys, and we'll get to those guys later. And, <laughs> but um, what go, in 91, you had a rough year, so we're going to rebuild – when you're rebuilding a, a college program, how does that go? How do, yeah. I mean, we know how the – You're talking about at Michigan State? Yeah. 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 It just, you know, you, you lost a lot of guys in graduation. And then at that time, if I don't know if you remember, it's probably not on there, they had some issues. We had a new president, and we, we lost our athletic director. So George Perlis, wanting to keep the program the way it is, decided that he wanted to, you know, become the AD. So it would keep everybody and family. He was a loyal guy. I didn't want things to happen. So there was a lot of discrepancy between him and the president for him to have both jobs, being a head coach and AD, AD which now it happens all the time. Sure. But at that time, there wasn't many of them. And therefore, so with him going back and forth, I think it was a little disjointed how long would George be there and eventually, you know, cost George his job, I think. Yeah. Uh, he went back to be the head coach, but basically that power struggle between academics, AD, you know, being, you know, on charge was a big thing then. Now you see the salaries that big head coaches get now are ridiculous, you know, oh, so yeah. it didn't happen. And how could, how could a, back then a head coach couldn't make more than the president of the university? You know, they wouldn't let it happen that way. Well, <laughs> now you can see in the SEC, it's off the charts. Oh, yeah. And you, you had some, uh, protect some Jim Miller, Tony Banks. Yeah. So you yeah. had some NFL guys on their center. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell you a story about Tony Banks. So I, I recruited him out of JC, California. He was a baseball player. Okay, and back then, uh, you know, you, you, you recruit a guy, you just try to make sure he's, you know, in the a dormitory or in an apartment. Well, he got him an apartment, but he had no, you know, no um, furniture. So I had an old bed in my house. I said, hey, I got an old bed. I can probably give it to you. Right now, you probably couldn't do that because it would be a, vi- a violation or some <laughs> sort. But I remember it was snowing, and I'm trying to push this goddamn uh, mattress and thing up to his room, and he's standing there watching me. I go, I'm a grown-ass fucking man, and I'm taking – what, what kind of job do I have? I'm trying to push this bed up for this guy, and that was Tony Banks. <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah, you uh, – like – did you ever just look for, like, the meanest guy? I mean, you deal with mean people, like yeah. the offensive line. Yeah. Well, you got to have toughness, you know, and, you know, you can teach it a little bit, but basically you got to have it in, in, in thing. And I always go with toughness and be smart and enjoy it. And most offensive linemen that way, but yeah. you have to have be good at good for athletes. I always look for a lineman that if he was a 6'6 guy, he should be playing basketball in high school. If you're not playing basketball in high school, well, he better be a wrestler. 
You know, if they didn't do any of those other and just for football. We talk about this a lot. I, I, I think that, that those, are, you know, the, the wrestling gets them the toughness and the basketball gets them the footwork, you know. And so that's basically, if they didn't do any of those extra sports, I was always concerned that maybe he doesn't have the feet that I want. You know? Or he's yeah. lazy. Yeah. yeah. When right. do you teach him the cock grab? <laughs> Josh, didn't that guy just get fined thirteen thousand dollars? Well, that guy was on. That guy's on defense. You know they have issues oh, over yeah. there. <laughs> I didn't know if that was just a thing. You're like, and then in the third year we teach him how to get in the pile and yeah. be thirty. <laughs> give us that comes up. Give us some good pile stories. You got any? Like where a guy like that happened in there? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'd say I'm trying to think. There was a there was a funny one where I was at. It went well. I haven't got there. It was with the uh, 49ers, and we had uh, a center got his you know hurt his hand. So we, I had to teach him to snap with his other hand. But then he obviously was having issues, uh, you know, wiping himself after. <laughs> and Steve Steve Young said, Pat, would you tell him they clean it up? Smell my fingers. That guy got. And the guy goes, and the guy, the, guy, the guy goes, well, coach, it's hard for me to wipe myself with my other hand. I go, better learn. <laughs> Steve Young. I, I mean, in, in 97, 98, you end up as a tight end and assistant O-line coach in Frisco. And does that happen because of Mariucci? No, I, th- you know, I was at Stanford. Remember? Oh, okay, I, I, okay. Yeah, I went, I went from Michigan State after we had that long seven years there. I went to Stanford. And there was a the head coach was Tyrone Willingham, who was a Michigan State grad. And I got hired at, at, at Stanford and was there for two years. We went two bowl games. So that, that, that's when I got out there. Now, Mariucci at the time was the head coach at Cal. He wanted me to go up to Cal. I said, I've already committed to Stanford. Then after two years at Stanford, which I, I thought that was the greatest place I've ever coached in my life for offensive linemen because recruiting was a small pool because you had to get in school first. And usually all the offensive linemen are, the, are, are pretty smart. So you could, find, <laughs> you, you could get good offensive linemen there. Uh, Brad Badger, uh, Bucky, Bucky. We had like, a lot of guys that went to the pros. That uh, Heitman. I had a lot of guys that I coached at Stanford. It was a really good place. So, and you have up and down years, but that, that was fun. You know? And, of course, you're living in the Bay Area. So oh, yeah. Of, I mean, you've, you've been lucky. We'll get to where you're not <laughs> down the end. But um, you get to Frisco. and one They just of, won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, uh, the year before. Yeah, right. uh, George Seifert is the one that got released, but two years before they won it. That was Steve Young's win there, yeah. Yeah, so you, you show up to tell on a Steve Young's career. I, I like your impression of him. Is it the BYU guys, don't, are they tough or what? Was, what? Was Young they, tough? Yes, he was tough. He took some hits. He I mean, took some he, hits, He was he? the first really running quarterback that, you know, that you could see was lefty, left at, lefty and, yeah. and, and, and tough, and, he, you know, he ran the ball kind of. A little bit of like a Josh Allen-ish. Right? I mean, he could throw it and he had a good arm, but he also would take off and run it. You know, there's that one famous run where he's stumbling all the way, I think, oh, against yeah. the Vikings in the yeah. playoff game, which good. No, I, I thought for, uh, you know, he really is from the East Coast. I think he was from Boston or, you know, somewhere in Massachusetts. But yeah. I thought uh, I thought I really, I, he knew the game really well. I thought that was good. And you had a hell of a line when you were at Frisco. Yeah. I was looking oh, at yeah. the yeah. Yeah. That had to have been yeah, Kevin job. Gogan, who I just saw, you know, we had Bryant Young on defense. I mean, it, it was a good team. You know, we had Garrison Hurst was our running back. You have Jerry Rice. You had J.J. Stokes. I and, mean, and the other name that came up that we – and he didn't never heard of him, R.W. McCorders. R.W. McCorders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was – was he – the, they drafted him in the first round, and he yeah. was going to be – he's going to be a corner and a punt returner. 
after like three years, you don't even see. Yeah, them. I didn't ever saw him. Yeah, you just just sometimes those guys are short lived. You know, yeah. just, you know, either injuries or whatever gets gets to them, or somebody comes up and replaces them. Yeah, but they're making big money then, right? As a first round, yeah, pretty much not not what they're doing now. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But that's just because it's time. So. And of course, the best name ever in pro football history, Jim Drunkenmiller. Jim Drunkenmiller. <laughs> Sometimes he may have walked around like he was a drunken Miller. <laughs> and well, the, that, then the next one is Gio Carmazzi. You don't have that one done. That was a draft pick that we took instead of taking Tom Brady. That, <laughs> that, that's always on the shows with Steve Mariucci when he's on. Um, you know, in the morning on NFL Network, they yeah. always bring that up that uh, we drafted uh, uh, Gio Carmazzi before uh, Tom Brady. I Did mean, was anybody looking at Tom Brady? Like, uh, yeah, I well, mean, they were, but he was skinny, and you know, that that you know, was kind of the body type and whatever. But uh, obviously, we know the story about him. So it's, yeah, oh, well, we do. And then the catch. You were there for the catch? I was not there for the oh, catch. Oh, you okay, you left the year before, but you No, the catch was you're talking about the one with Dwight T-O Clark. number two. Oh, no, oh I was there for yeah, T. Green Bay. That's yeah. catch number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually he had dropped like seven passes before then. I watched it the other I watched it the other night. <laughs> yeah. Is that why he cried? Yeah. I can't believe I, fi- I caught I, it. You finally caught it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And ever since then when a the microphone gets in front of him, he can't stop talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. about him. Did you see him being a being a pain down the road when he was young? Or did he not just really? He just like you said after that himself? after that catch. I think he got to be what, what you see right now. But he was a great. He worked hard. I mean, on, on the football field. I mean, he worked his ass off. Well, I mean, he so, just yeah. He just ran the forty to show yeah. that he could still do it. Oh, yeah. Some said he he could still play if yeah. he really. Oh wanted no, but to. him. He you talk about a guy that was Adonis, you know, and you know, and can play, could play any position. He could play outside linebacker if he wanted to. Big guy, and then he, he started catching the ball better, and obviously. He, he got to be a free agent, and he went to Philadelphia, and then he went to – he came here, right? He was at the Bills for a little while. Oh, yeah. yeah. He still – he he took our key. They gave him the key to the city. <laughs> yeah. When he got here, I'm like, this guy didn't even catch a ball yet. <laughs> and Mayor's like, here's the, here's the key. But uh, talk about Candlestick Park. Yeah, that was a great – it it was an interesting place, you know, because of uh, – you. we always knew, based on looking at the tide, if the field was going to be wet or not. Because really? if the tide was up, we say, oh, they're going to be slipping around a lot. We need to use the bigger cleats. We would know that. We do never tell the opponent. And then, you're sure enough, you'd see them from the hash marks out. The DBs would be slipping and all that kind of stuff because they didn't. We had a kind of good feel because, really, it was on landfill. And you knew that it was really going to be moist underneath the, the, the field. So that was kind of the And the wind, who knows what the wind yeah, was Yeah, who doing knows? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a baseball fan. The old uh, Will Clark and all those guys, yeah. when they had those teams – they knew exactly where the ball would land right. on a home yeah. run. You can hit it to the towards center, but it's going to end up in right field. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, like old McCovey Park back then. My dad used to take me up there when I, you know, when I was a kid. We'd, I lived in San Jose, and we went up there before they enclosed it. Remember, they was open, then oh, they yeah. enclosed it. But yeah, it was it was a crazy it was a crazy place, and you know, good fans because it was a good fan base, and we always won. So it was it was a, it was interesting, and you know, it's kind of funny because when you share a baseball stadium, you know and play football, your first three games are on the infield. Yeah. And people hated that because you probably had from, you know, the field goals basically from one dugout to left field. And so you have to actually play on the on the hard center. Oh, and opposing teams hated that. And yeah. we were talking about that, the gamesmanship, because you look at what happened in Miami a couple of weeks ago with the Sun, and then they didn't use the misters. Yeah. What kind of game gamesmanship happens on the NFL using the stadium to your advantage? 
yeah. like the well, cleats. You, well, you that's just about. something you could tell by, you know, because yeah. yeah. you played there long enough. So it's, it's the amount of times you play there that helps you out. Now, usually you need to provide, and I, I don't know if you, you need to provide the same thing on one side as the other that's side. That's what I've heard. It should be understood that if they have misters, you should have misters. If they have shade, you got to provide you. Just like you should have, anytime it's cold, both sides should have heaters. I'm interested so to see. Be, so I'd be interested in what happened in, in the, you know, that I don't know the details. The Do they have misters available? Sometimes the coach doesn't want you to have misters. Yeah. You know, and say, hey, we're, we don't, because you, in your mind, remember old Bud Grant? He would never have heaters on his sideline really? with the Vikings. Yeah. Because you know, he wouldn't make the guys think that they're, they're tough. But supposedly you need to provide the same amount to each side. Now, it could be different quality or whatever, but at least they should have and I'm interested to see in that Miami game later on this season if somebody cuts the heaters or something and they don't have any heaters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, like, you're a coach, so is there any, like, cut man type mentality that should have went on with Tua, do you think? If you're the trainer in the corner, you're like, I'm not letting my fighter go back out there. They, no. they go yeah. so much on, like, medical professionals yeah. rather than, like, hey, here's the guy, and you look at him and you say, hey, yeah. man. Well, so sometimes I think coaches, they, they may turn their head to say, hey, that's a – uh, doctor's decision. I don't want to try to be a doctor, but I think all of us, everybody, you can see what happens. Everybody could look at that. I don't care if you're a hockey player, baseball player, or yeah. football. That guy was concussed. So sure. now, why would you let him now? Now you're going to see what happened to the Bills. One hit now, anybody that goes looks like you have concussion, will, you will not get back in the game. No. You can see they've changed that rule already. It happened all day <laughs> yesterday. Every, yeah, and, yeah. My, and McKenzie's running to the locker room, and it's yeah. like he looks. Yeah. Fine. I'm, I'm glad they yeah. didn't put them back in. Yeah. But, I mean, I just think that, like, you know, at some point you can't – you can – you know as a coach. Yeah. Like, uh, as, yeah. A, as a trainer, you know, you'd be like, I'm not putting my guy back yeah. out there, you know? Yeah. You should. I mean, if you, if you saw it and sing it, I would think you'd be on your mind. You'd go, hey, I'm not going to put a guy in. Now, if a lineman came to me and I could tell he was concussed, I wouldn't put him back in. Right. You can usually tell. Or even the guys next to you can tell, hey, Pat, he's, he's yeah. a little shaky in the, in the tuddle. Yeah. I said, hey, that's we, we gotta get him. I think like a little bit of uh, we're fortunate as Bills, like you know, getting our rookies in so much early. Like we're gonna get healthy, and those guys already have game experience. You know, yeah. like you gotta have the next guy. Yeah, you, know, you gotta be deep. You can't just be like get get him in there. You know, yeah. like fuck For you. Sure. And you you talk about the heat. What, what kind of things do you you seen that Miami game? I mean, guys were just they they looked like they were dead. Yeah. What kind of things can you do? I mean, I always had the oranges going. I was a hockey coach. <laughs> you know, there. What, what's the, the? What are some tricks to be being hydrated quick? Well, we because we I had we you haven't talked about. It. I was down in Tampa. When can Tampa has the same kind of heat, and especially those early games, it can be hot. Now, when we would practice, we actually practice and would go in and cool down. They actually had like a uh, a, a uh, like a trailer that would cool you down. You have, you, we demanded to go down and cool your body down and come back out. That's when we were practicing. But it, it, it really starts way before, and you can do as best you can. You got to hydrate way before you get there. You know, uh, start from, the, you know, you just can't do it two days before. You got to hydrate before. Some guys are susceptible. You know, the guys that have lean body mass, maybe you have to give them IVs, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's tough, you know. And I think the biggest thing there is you had guys, you had 90 plays by the offense. That's that, insane. That, that's, it's, it's insane. That's yeah. a crazy amount of, amount of plays for, you know, any lineman or anybody, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And if you're not, you know, it's, it's some of those things you really just can't get used to it. It's just how your body reacts. So it's, it's you know, they're, they're on top of it, you know, with hydration and stuff. But uh, obviously, you know, some, you know when you, people don't realize, oh, it's just humid. But when you have a pack on, when I say pack, I mean the shoulder pads and the helmet, that makes it that much hotter inside yeah. your body. So it, it's, it's amazing. 
Well, and then we, we go 99 to 03. You're the offensive line coach in San Francisco now. Do I got that right? 99-03, yeah, I, I was uh, just Jeff Garcia and for Young, Young gets yeah. his bell rung. Mm -hmm. And how tough was that to see? I mean, there's a Hall of Fame quarterback, Who? Steve Young. Yeah, yeah, he, he was tough. And he got, it was, uh, you know, you know, same idea. It was he, his head hit on another guy's knee. And he got, you know, and he had a lot of concussions. Yeah, you know, he did. Remember back then with a lot of those quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah. there was no concussion protocol. Well, the USFL yeah, McMahon, too. Yeah, McMahon and you know Jim, Jim McMahon. He's had a few of them. So no, he he was a tough guy. He took some hits, and you know, uh, uh, it was good. Garcia was a good, you know, different type of quarterback. Scrambling guy back around. We won with him there too. Yep. Uh, no, no, we've had we had some good players at San Francisco. Yeah, oh one, you twelve and four. You yeah. lost a wild card. I mean, yeah. you had a hell of a yeah. team there. Yeah, we lost two wild card games when I was there. And I watched the thriller uh, against the Giants. Oh, that yeah. was like uh, it was like a one point game, I think. Yeah, well, we were down like twenty four points. Yeah. And, and came back. And a good story about that, Steve Marich. So we started going to two minute, you know, because we knew we had to we had to catch up. So we're going two minute. We go right down the field, and then we get two minute again. We go right down. We got fourteen points. And Steve Marucci comes to me, hey, should we slow it down? And then without me talking to Lyman, go, slow it down. We're kicking their ass. They're gassed. Now let's keep going. So he was going to pull it off, and we just stayed with his foot on the gas. And he ended up, and then we end up, they fumbled the snap because they have a backup snapper there. And then right. there, was a, there was a kind of a controversial, could have been a uh, pass interference on the uh -huh. field goal. That, that's when I think the head coach was, I think the head coach of the Giants was. But anyway, yeah, that was, that, was it Fossil? Yeah, Jim Fossil. Yeah. yeah, and then then we ended up really going to play Tampa, and we lost to Tampa, and they end up that's when Gruden, that's when they end up going and winning the Super Bowl. Yep. And as we you probably going to talk about, we're back on the plane, and rumor has it that we're going to get fired. And I go, we go to that, we just win the playoff, yeah, they, and we come back, and we end up getting Steve Marich ends up getting fired. Now, why was that? Just a change, or I, I thought that was odd. I, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "What the fuck happened here?" <laughs> they, they had a couple good years well, here. There, there was, there was a, there's a lot of rumors. I mean, obviously, it was, you know, Eddie DeBarlo wasn't the owner. The, you know, the John York was there. Steve had been talked about and being um, for some jobs, other jobs, you know, like Notre Dame, and there was a thing, mm -hmm. there other jobs there. Uh, you know, there's a new. Uh, Bill Walsh came in, and Terry Donahue became as a new GM. So there was a little bit of changeover in the office, and so somehow someone said, hey, if someone wants to make a decision, get rid of you. It doesn't matter what your record is. And so Steve gets, you know, this is a funny story. So we're sitting in a room after the loss. Everybody's in a tank. You, know, you lose to, uh, you know, a championship game, I mean, the game against Tampa. And we're sitting there, and usually Steve was always on time. We always have a staff meeting at 12 o'clock. All of a sudden, he's not there. I go, guys. This is not good. <laughs> he goes, and the whole staff said, he goes, what do you mean, Pat? I go, this is not good. Steve's always in, on time. We might, we might be, he might be fired. Oh, that, no, no. Then all of a sudden, you know, every, we have TVs in like in our staff rooms. Just announced, you know, Ian Rappaport says Steve Mariucci oh, has wow. lost his job. He, we didn't, he's, we saw it on the TV. He didn't have enough time to come in and talk to us. So. Oh, jeez. It's a crazy world. Is like the, uh, <laughs> the circle smaller than we think, like where like coaches end up going? Like, or is there just so many coaches? Do you know, get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, th I think I think I think it's 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 broad, but it, it does get smaller because everybody kind of knows everybody. Right now, I think there, there is a changeover. Now there's more younger guys. You see how they're hiring all these younger, more quarterback head coaches. Mm -hmm. Where I think what the, the the idea there with management is, hey, at least if 
the coordinator moves on, we got a head coach that can keep the quarterback being developed. Because right. you look at all these young guys, you know, the young guy at Indianapolis, young guy at the Jets, the young guy. I at, mean, Byron uh, Leftwich, is, I feel like he's a young, yeah. young guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Gonna, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, that's funny breaking him off. Yeah. So, anyway, I think the, the trend's there. So, if you ask me now, I'm kind of out of that mix because mm-hmm. I'm older. But the younger crew, as you can see, is kind of these younger offensive supposedly quarterback gurus that are getting jobs. And then I think it's because they, they – But, like, the when, you, when somebody gets fired and you know you're getting replaced, like, you, the, it's smaller than we think. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it gets tight. You, everybody knows everybody somewhat, yeah. And there's different trees that, you know, go out. You know, the Andy Reid tree, make cross, they kind of cross over. It is the Belichick tree and all that kind of stuff. And then we're back to the cold after that. Detroit. Oh. Uh. <laughs> 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 Well, Matt Millen, yeah. the Matt Millen experiment. Yeah. Well, the reason is Ike, so the, Steve gets the job. After he gets fired, he gets the job at, uh, at Detroit. And Repla- that was a big repla- hire. Yeah, replacing Marty Morningweg. Okay. Yeah. So, Steve, they, the 49ers not let me out of my contract because they hired Dennis Erickson. For, they used to at State at the 49ers. Right. So, so 49ers are kind of in disarray. So, basically, uh, I, I couldn't get out of my contract, so I stayed one year. And then Steve hired me the next year because I wanted, he was a good friend of mine. And he said, hey, that, I, I like it. I trust him. He said, everything's going good here. We're going to be, you know, we, we've got, the, you know, things going here, blah, 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 which ends up being different. So Top three pick. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we were there for two years. And, you know, he fires us, uh, Matt Mellon. And uh, the next year they hire a guy and they win zero games, zero, one, <laughs> zero and 16. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just, it's just, you know, it's just a hard place to win there. You know, they have, they have some history there, but for some reason that, that place I, is, I, I feel I, bad. I, for I don't them. know. I feel bad. Cause I don't, you, you, you can get, you get, you're drafting people. You just gotta be, you gotta have the right group of people around, you know? And do you yeah. ever hear of anything with the Barry Sanders situation when you were there? Yeah. Cause it was more, I think he just wanted to retire. You he know, just, you talk about a guy that was a great player. Well, probably one of the great, probably yeah. the greatest running back, I think. No. I mean, you could say Jim Brown, but I say Barry Sanders. Yeah. Look at what he There's did. There's a story about that. The, the guy who was a line coach for the uh, Lions when Barry was with, you know, because the head coach was Wayne Fonts, who was my our DB coach when I was playing at the at the USC. So then the uh, line coach was the defensive coordinator at USC. He was played there. So I knew them. So I'd come visit all the time. And he did a clinic one time, and he goes, you guys want a, you guys want a good running game? Let me show you. So he puts on a – this back then we had reel-to-reel film. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. digital. He puts on a, a play. He goes, this is how you do it. Look at this play. Blocked perfectly. Not one guy is blocked on defense. And Barry Sanders whips his way around <laughs> and scores a touchdown, like a 60-yard touchdown. He goes, you want a good running game? Get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you you know you follow Mariucci after he gets whacked, and you got Joey Harrington. And then, I mean, everybody thought this guy was going to be great. He's coming from Oregon. My thing was he didn't play against anybody in college, so you get him in the NFL, and you're kind of you're on the Detroit Lions. You're not on the, you know, you're not replacing Young with a good line. Was he thrown to the Wolves a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, and then, you know, you got to have that supporting cast, and he probably didn't, and he played early, right? Got knocked around a little bit. Knocked and, around. And <laughs> <laughs> he got the shit kicked out. Because that was the year before I got there. He got knocked around. So once that happens, I, you know, sometimes I thought Bill Wallace always says that, you know, when a quarterback gets, gets hit early in a game or early in his career – 
He may never – it's hard for him to overcome that, especially in a game. So if a quarterback gets early in a game, he's always going to be twitchy because he's, you know, he doesn't think, hey, something's wrong with the protection. So you've got to be solid and strong, and if you don't have any of that, that willpower to, to fight through it, I think that was his biggest issue. And you talk about uh, pass protection. I, I went down uh, and listened to Bill Parcells, mic'd up, who I think he's one of the best guys mic'd up, and he's always telling people, rely on your technique. Don't the the state Michigan State over here? That's the Phil, that's Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So you better have your technique down and know where the hell you you are. And so he said to Jumbo Elliott, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. Jumbo Elliott yeah, early in his career, you know. Yeah, technique, your assignment, you know, is basically what what, what you always got to do. You know, you, if you don't know that, you know, I always say the I always say assignment, technique, communication. If you're an offensive line, you got to get those three before you know you can get intense and get aggressive. You know, basically, you just need all that and and know. And especially now, because the defenses are getting kind of more creative, you got to the quarterbacks got to know and the lines got to know where they're going so they can pick up the blitzes. And that and that's what it is. There's a lot of blitzing, especially if you watch the current Buffalo Bills team. They're coming. I mean, all all uh, Von Miller's doing. He he's just coming. And every offensive line that we play has got to know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's coming. But then he's coming, then they'll drop him once. And he, Von Miller is, I think, really good because he'll set a lineman up. He'll rush up the field nice and easy, and the guy thinks he's okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, makes a spin move and gets get you. He lures people to sleep. That's what I love about him. you got to be on your toes all the time. And Rousseau, too. Mm-hmm. They moved him into the middle. How difficult is that for an offensive line coach and an offensive line? That, all right, we watch tape on this guy. Let's say the Rams. So the Rams watch tape on Russo. He's this big guy. He's going to get his hands up. He's going to be on the outside. <laughs> Game starts. He's on the inside. Yeah. And the, and the Bills hid that well. They didn't yeah. know that yeah. they were going to yeah. do that. And you got to know that. You say, hey, what's this guy's number? What's he doing inside here? Yeah. And then that's why a lineman's got to look. Even though if I'm a guard, I, I can't shut my ears off while they're talking to tackles about Rousseau's rush. I got to know everybody how the rush is because guys will put people inside. You know, they're not going to mix you up. So as, as a student of the game, if you're a guard, you got to listen to what – the tackles, listen, you got to know everybody's rush techniques right. on the other side. Right. Just can't worry about the guy in front of you. Well, and then <laughs> you, you go 6-10, and ten, and then Mariucci goes 4-7, and seven, and he's whacked. Mm-hmm. How does he get fired this time? Did he show up for the meeting? or? Uh, <laughs> it was, I think, I believe it was. Because I know who th- comes it, in. I know. It was after Thanksgiving Day. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dick Duran comes in. As yeah, well. yeah, Dick Duran. <laughs> I'm reading it last night going, oh, my God, I got to talk about this guy. <laughs> now, do you stay on? What? No. no so you're, you're – No, I – I because I was a friend of Steve, and they – So they, you're they, like, they, I'm out of here. I got him out of here. And they yeah. stu- I still got my payment. I said, no, you're not going to do this to him. It was right after the Thanksgiving game. So then they end up – they didn't win a game after – there's four games left. So Well, shocker with Dick Duran. <laughs> um, but talk about playing on Thanksgiving. Is it a pain in the ass? It wasn't that bad. It really, no, because no, you're no. at home. Though. You're at home. You're always home, so you could you have you could have a nice Thanksgiving dinner. We were always the first game. Yeah. yeah so you're you know, since then now they have the Thursday night games, but back we were the only Thursday night game, and you're done early. It's you play 12:30. like twelve thirty. You're done by a you know three, and you could go home and you know, got a, a, like a bye almost type of thing. But you're in like big college stadiums. Like, is the college experience more? Is it more powerful, or is the show the show? Well, you know what? It depends on what stadium you're at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Some 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 college stadiums are fantastic. Some pro are tough. I mean, nothing's louder than the Dome in New Orleans. You know, okay. we're going to get to that probably a little bit later. <laughs> there. 
but uh, the, the college has more of the fanfare with the students and stuff like that. Right, like you're always going to get a band, good crowd. You, got, you know, yeah. you know get all that stuff. That's kind of neat. I like that kind of yeah. stuff is neat for college. Pro's a little bit more business, but there can be some, you know, you know nothing's crazier than playing here in Buffalo. Oh, you yeah. Know. yeah that's you funny. know, when I was at the 49ers, um, we did come in here with Steve Young, and we had to start a guy at left tackle. This is my first year there. And, you know, it, it, this guy had not played a down for us, and he's going against Bruce Smith over here. At, <laughs> at, uh, and I said, are we going to help him out any a little bit? You know, because this is when I was tight end offensive line coach my first year. And he goes, oh, no, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Well, <laughs> if we have to help him, we'll help him. So the first play, Bruce Smith comes scot-free. Just drills Steve <laughs> And I go, the guy didn't lay a hand on him. Okay, we'll have Garrison Hurst chip for him. Oh, yeah, okay. that's going to So all of a sudden, the guy, his name was Jamie Brown. I remember that. So then all of a sudden, the next third down, I, Garrison, it looks like the tackle was chipping for Garrison Hurst. The guy doesn't touch him. Poor Garrison Hurst gets boom, blown up. <laughs> like sack on Bruce Smith. So S Steve Young looked up to Bruce and he said to Bruce, he goes, is that guy that bad? And Bruce Smith goes, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that old commercial, bad things, man. Did bad you guys thing. win or lose? What? Did you win or lose the game? We lost. We lost. lost? We, ended, we ended up going to playoffs, but it was like an early game. You know, it was one of those you know, AFC games. Was it 96? Is that was, the year we lose the Jacksonville? No, no. It I was, think it was, it was later. It would, I oh. think it was 90, 97 yeah, or 98. It was early, it was early, oh, yeah, so yeah, we were flutie then, right? Or Rob Johnson? Something Rob like that? Johnson, I oh, think. Yeah. yeah, the surfer, bro. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah, he's it a California early. guy. Yeah, it was the first time we'd played there in a long time. Yeah, because we didn't get we didn't no, get we first didn't, goal. We had a lot. Bruce, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, we didn't we didn't yeah. see Frisco a lot. We never seen Joe Montana when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was one time Steve Young was a quarterback at the time. What did he? What 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 do teams think of Buffalo when they come in? Since we're talking about it. Well, we always thought it was the the toughest place to play. Well, that game, I can tell you another story. We're coming in on the bus, and you know, the bus comes in off of. Uh, uh, Abbott. Uh, no, you know, we come Abbott, but we come the, the back way. You come through the back way off of uh, Big Tree. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You come through that the back tree. You, you come through Abbott. You leave off of Big Tree. You come through there. So we're on the bus coming in. I'm on the first bus. That's usually a lineman. And we see all these people tailgating. And there's an old lady with a cigarette. She's <laughs> got a, like a, a scotch, a scotch <laughs> on the rocks and a beer. And she found a way to double flip off the bus. <laughs> it's a double and I, side and, I, and, I, and I go, boy, we're in trouble today. <laughs> So now we're moving on to another cold place. You know, you don't go back to California. You go Minnesota. Minnesota. And yeah. that's the coldest place in the United States, basically. Yeah. Well, that's I lived there four years, so then I went back there, and I was there nine. I lived nine years in that state. It's Oof. a really neat town. Minneapolis, St. Paul is. I think it's a kind of nice cosmopolitan town, but it is cold. You know, when a piece of meat in your freezer is warmer than you are most of the time, it's freaking mm. it's cold. <laughs> and Brad Childress. So what's the coaching connection there? How do, how do you get to Minnesota? Okay, since I worked in the system, because that's the Bill Walsh system of coaching in right. terms of verbiage and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I knew Brad Childers. He was coaching at Wisconsin when I was at Michigan State. So I, 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 I had I've known him prior to that, and he was at Philadelphia. Well, Andy Reid knew me through Steve, because Steve Marucci was there. So that's kind of the connection more of the system of knowing uh, – basically the verbiage and stuff for the West Coast offense. So he hired me and got me there. So you would come from the West Coast offense coaching tree? Correct, correct, yes. That's pretty neat. 
Yeah, we're sitting more. <laughs> There's not a lot of guys that could, could say that, Marky. Um, and who you open up holes for? Adrian Peterson. So now you got your stud, your yes. running back. Correct. Because you, I don't think you've had a running back like that. Uh, I, I would say Garrison Hurst would be Garrison the, Hurst, w- yeah. was one that was pretty good, but he got you know he got injured early. But I would say no, there wasn't. He was he was a, he was the workhorse. You know? What does he do different than others, or is he just a natural talent? Yeah, he just runs so hard. I mean, he wasn't like you know some people talk about the inside zone where you roll it and you ease it and jump cut. No, he was a guy. He just hit it and used his speed and power and went for it. You know what I mean? And he was as good as it gets. Hard to tackle, tough kid. Now I mean, he's boxing. But, I mean, See, that's, that's he, a, he got knocked out. He got knocked out. Yeah, he he got knocked out. Yeah. The fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it was it was one of we. I think it was against San Diego. He still, which was you know, my pride. He, he still holds for the most yards in a game yeah. for for a pro. Uh, I think it's, like, it's two ninety four. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, pretty, yeah. I think yeah. it's two hundred ninety or two eighty four, something like that. Is there holding on every play? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm not going to tell you exactly. I'm a line I love coach. that. I love that. Every offensive lineman I ever met or any offensive line coach, they'll say, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Nobody's holding here. And, and, and there, there's a technique about getting up and in. Is that what you yeah, say? Yeah, well, you just got to keep your hands inside. Yeah. And when a guy runs away from you, you got to let go. Not like, <laughs> not like yesterday. Yeah, that was. I mean, Baltimore, you could, you know, you hear, like he said, there's holding on every play. Jesus Christ. That referee. Uh, what's his name? Booger or something his name is? Yeah. He's the worst referee in the league. Yeah. See, now, he's not supposed to look at holding. The guy over there, the umpire is one. He's, yeah. He's basically in charge of the quarterback and the other tackle way over there. The guy that needs to call holding is the other guy they move from the middle back behind there. He's the one that should call most yeah. of them. you got to know who to yell at. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Anyone in stripes, I usually just yell at. Um, but then he, he's, he turns his mic on. This is how stupid this guy is. And he put his whistle in his mouth like yesterday. Did you see that? No. I'm a, this is like halfway through the first quarter. I'm like, you know what? We're fucked today. And I mean, they thought it was setting up for one of those, we're going to get screwed on the road with the officials. But it ended up working out. We actually got one in our way with the, uh, the personal foul. Yeah. That they're saying, well, Josh Allen might get an award for that, for that, <laughs> that acting hey, job. Good for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was a couple of ones before that you oh, could, yeah. could have called. Right. So sometimes you get the old makeup calls. Yeah, so. yeah, those makeup calls. And I found this interesting. You worked with Daryl Bevel. Yes. And now Daryl Bevel probably should have been a head coach by now other than an interim. He finished out for uh, – they, Marone at uh, – no, he finished out at Detroit. Jacksonville. And, and Jacksonville and Detroit. So he's just a, he's just a filler guy. He yeah. hasn't got his own training camp <laughs> no. yet. Yeah, and that, that's hard because when you become the interim, how many times do they really hire the interim guy? Usually you're just a, a Band-Aid and we're going to go on a big search and stuff like that. He was – since he was the quarterback for Brad Childers at Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, he's really good. He's done it. He, I, I, I like the guy. Now he's down in Miami as their uh, – Quarterback coach. Yeah, I, I I expect to see him very soon. And like he said, Byron Lefwich. I wouldn't be surprised if Byron Lefwich is the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Because after easy. we kick Kenny Pickett's ass next week, <laughs> yeah. you're going to see Mitchell Trubisky, I think, before the end of that game back. <laughs> it's going to be a rough yeah. go for him. Yeah, well, you, you saw the young kid. Wait, there's nothing. You put a young kid in too quick. He tries to make two plays, two picks. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. There's only touchdowns where he, he ran them in. Yeah. You know I mean? so. Yeah. Like when you coach a player, do you automatically become a fan? Like because you're in their development or? Is yeah, it- you've got to. I mean, but if he's not, yeah, if he's not doing his work, you don't want to. You got to. Yeah. You got to demand of him. I mean, you, you got to get to play with him, and you got to. You know, you you can't sit there and not coach him. You know, yeah. just because you don't like him, so you gotta you gotta love everybody, even though in your mind you say we can maybe get somebody better later on. But I, you gotta coach everybody. That's part of your, you got that's being a professional. If you didn't do that, you're not very. Who, good. in your opinion, would you say you coached up the most? Man, you know, yeah. just some. I don't know. Just uh, well, I, had, you know, I, I had a good. There was a good center, Jeremy Newberry. I had out at, mm-hmm. the, at the 49ers. You know, he ended up getting hurt. I thought we had a good because he, I, he, we had him right out of. He was a guard. We moved him to center. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. he was really good. I've, I've, I've coached some great old guys, you know, that kept him going. Um, you know, there, there, there's a few I can't, you, you know. just would hope to say that you were a part of their life and you yeah. helped them oh, along no. the way. There, there's <laughs> a lot, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that have talked about that. Uh, I've, I've helped a lot of them out. You know, there's, you know, I thought the line we had here, we, they were, they're kind of journeymen, but from Eric Pierce to um, uh, Ligurski, to Cordy Glenn, I mean, Cordy we, I mean, Glenn, we, had, yeah. we had a kind of a makeshift oh, yeah. guys and well, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. That you know, those are the last ones. But uh, anyway, you know, most all of them, you know, you get. Some of them have been places before, but you know, when you get them early and you provide for them, I think that was the, that was the guy we drafted. You know, it was mm-hmm. Newberry. But there's, I'm, you know, I may think of something a little bit later. But <laughs> and then you're working with Leslie Frazier, who we are fortunate to have him because I think he's on his way out too. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be offered a job. He's a little yeah. older. Yeah, he's a little older, so you know you ever, you ever know what people are thinking, right? Because they, you know, and he's a defensive coordinator. Where the trend now is to get offensive coordinator guys hired, right? You know? And the last defensive guy probably is the guy at the Jets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, so and I hope the best for him. Yeah. And then you you lost the conference cha- championship with the old gunslinger, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. How's Brett Favre? Great guy. I bet. Great, great guy to be around. He was into it. He had fun. He was in the protection. He helped, you know, I was always in the line room. We'd all watch together. He's one of the few quarterbacks who would get in the line room and just go, let's talk protections. Hey, tell me how I can get the guys go this way, that way. You know, I thought he was a fantastic and funny. I mean, he was, he was a good, good guy to be with. And you talk about, he's kind of like what Mahomes is now, you know, back with the way he played. He was kind of that gunslinger and the way we go. Yeah, like almost like we're playing a backyard game. Mm-hmm. But you weren't going to pull that guy out of a game. No. Would he make the decision? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Well, I yeah. mean, but in he, you know, that game, he, you know, that, that, that's the bounty yeah. game. That's the bounty game. Yeah, right. And we knew it. You know, you know I could tell my guys, hey, we, we kind of – we we kind of had a, a feeling that you know every, every it's no mystery they're going to try to get far out of the game everybody tried to get because he was our key we had Adrian and we had him but uh, I mean you know you're, you're, you're like you're a hockey player you know if someone takes a shot at Gretzky you're going to pay you go right, get him right, right? Yeah. he's protected you know football's a bit harder to do what are you going to do well you, we just can't cut at people you know you you can't search somebody out but I said guys if we have a chance to cut somebody's knees go get them you know because they just hit our quarterback it's almost like that North Dallas 40 with Joe Bob yeah. <laughs> and uh what's his name uh who was the other guy um uh, the big the big defensive lineman that was in the movie uh, I forget his name no no he played he played he played sloth in the goonies Lyle Azedo. Yeah. yeah. So those, so those guys, th- there is a way to get them back. We're gonna cut this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Let's go or double team them, whatever. Did Fire yeah. play his la- last game against the Bills? I want to no. say that sure. we, no. we destroyed he goes to the him. Jets. There, there was a big, huge hit, and when he was 
when he was here. He no, ends up going to the Jets. His last game was with the Vikings. At uh, We played against Chicago Bears. Oh, okay. And we actually wow. had to play. That's when the dome collapsed. We had to play at the University of Minnesota. And the field was about as hard as this. Really? Right Did he hit that? He hit that. Oh. Now you talk about Bounty Gate. How does this start coming around the league? How, does, how do people know that this is going on with that idiot Greg Williams who well, also people, coached people, here? <laughs> players talk. Yeah. So if players talk to other guys, you know, the word gets out that, hey, we got, you know, you know, so it's hard to keep a secret NFL, you know, especially yeah. with phones and nowadays. So, you know, I think one of, you know, people just heard, hey, a rumor that they've been doing, you know, but everybody, you know, you, but to me, there was no mystery. Farmers, Wasn't it a far, bounty far, if far, you far, sack more people? Far, yeah, Farmer's far our guy, and you're going to try to do the best you can to get him out of the game. Now, to put incentive and the money in it, you know, that's just another way to do it, and they, they got caught, and, you know. Who's paying that money, you know? What? Who's paying the owner? I don't know. I've, I've, never, I've never been around it with our defense. I mean, we, yeah. it was like we'd take yeah. people out and that kind of stuff, you know, I'd go and buy you dinner if we, you know, get, you know, how many yards we rush for, that kind of stuff like that, but never got to where it was, you know, heavy cash. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's what football is. You know, the more you hurt and you hit somebody, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get paid more money by somebody else. Like, you can't teach mean, right? How, how would you say you teach mean? Like, you ever get a young player that you're like, you are a big, massive specimen, and I just can't teach you to be as mean as you can be? Yeah. Well, uh, you can't. Like I said, I think you can teach a little bit of toughness, but if you don't have it inherently, it's, it's hard to do it. I mean, yeah. you've you got to be playing the game. It's hard. It's hard. You start picking on his girlfriend or his wife. <laughs> yeah, or something. right. You can the try water it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then three and seven. Do you stay on with Leslie or do you do you go? Well, when you when well, you get well, he gets well. Childress got released in the middle of the season. Right. So I stayed. He, we the whole office. Did, okay. The whole, the whole staff stayed. We finished the year off, and then Leslie decided to make some changes on offense, and so we we're out. And then I head to Tampa. And then we're going to Tampa, back to warm weather. Thank God for you, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Be no beach bars in Minnesota and Detroit. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no tiki bars, no. So you go to Tampa and an old Bills there. Uh, Alex Van Pelt's the QB coach when you get there. Yeah, He's a great guy, isn't great he? Great guy, great guy. And he, he, he and I got along really well. He, we, we had I a good bet. Time. Because he, he's kind of like a Buffalo guy, like mm. he, he gets it. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know grew up in Pittsburgh, but he you know played at Pitt, and I think yeah. he still has a ranch in Pitt. And he's now he's at uh, Cleveland, if you know. Yeah. He's, he's a coordinator at Cleveland, but him and I got along really well down there. I I could see that because yeah. he's a really nice guy. I've I've seen him uh, on the other side of the pine a couple times yeah. in my career, but uh, long year with Josh Freeman. Yeah. Oh, tough. Tough. And, it was Freeman, and then we didn't. We were like the lowest paid team. We didn't have a lot of people on defense, so you know it was it was that's when they were trying to rebuild the old Glaciers. It was kind of just kind of let it go, and then Raheem Morris, who's a great guy, who should be another guy who should get a head yeah, job yeah. pretty soon. You know, he's like Leslie. He's a little bit younger, but he's the coordinator at the Rams. He's a, he's a good he's he's a good coach. He should be in that you know a head coach here shortly. But we were we were just kind of you know kind of had an empty deck. And the, and the quarterback had his issues. You know, he was a big draft pick, had one good year, and then, you know, fell down. And then Tampa's a little tough place to play because it's got a lot of distractions there. It's like, you know, like playing in Vegas or something. It, you, you can get distraction. If you're not on your P's and Q's, you can get, you know, get loose a little bit, you know, and not, not focus so much on you. Well, that's what happened to the Bills when they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, long year. We're not even going to talk about that Tampa year because that, 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 I felt bad for you reading about that last night. But then you show up the good old Buffalo in 2013, 2014 under head coach Doug Marone. 
which is like saying the F word in Buffalo sometimes. <laughs> um, talk well, about know, how oh, that how that okay. happens. Well, okay, so basically, I I've you know off again. We talk about this the shortness. You know, Doug had been a line coach in college and in the in the NFL offense line. So we all know all line coaches kind of know each other. We call ourselves the mushrooms, right? <laughs> right? You, you, you feed us shit, shit and you keep us in the dark. You know? <laughs> That's great. So we, we kind of knew each other. So, you know, he, he has an opening. Uh, and I end up knowing uh, Nathaniel Hackett. His dad was my coach at, when I was at USC. I was a graduate assistant. He was off as a coordinator. So he knew it. So I, they offered me to you know, come up. They wanted a veteran guy to be up here because most of the guys were from Syracuse. And so I came up for an interview. And, uh, you know, Doug Marone, you know, we, I got hired, which is, you know, some people say, you know, oh, my God, you're going to Buffalo. Well, I had, there, there's a buddy of mine that's from here, and uh, my friends here know him. And I was at a uh, tiki bar, Krabby Bill's in, in Tampa. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I goes, hey, get this. I'm going to go, I'm going to have a, I got a job interview up in, uh, up in uh, Buffalo. He goes, you're going to love it up there. You're going <laughs> to love the people. They're great people. They're good. So you're going to like it. I go, are you sure Buffalo? And he goes, yeah. You know, here I, you know, seen all the places I've been. Well, obviously I come up here. Obviously, you know, you know, you know what, what happened. And, and you know, so Doug hired me. So I have respect for him sure. to, to hire us, you know, and then that year, we, you know, the second year we win nine games. There's that transition with the Pagulas are coming in. There's decisions. Who's going to be in charge? Is it, you know, Whaley's still going to be there? You know, there was, there was some uncertainty and he, he decided, you know, made a decision to take advantage of it and opt out of the contract. And so then we're all left out. But I had so many good friends. My wife loves it here and I'm still here. Eight years later. That's that's great, and we and, and I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you chose Buffalo. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? People can talk about it. until you hear, you don't know it. And it's right. it's it's more the people. It's a beautiful summer. I get out in a little time in the winter time. You know, I don't stay here, but <laughs> but obviously I'm still here, and I've kept friends, and I root for the Bills. I mean, I have no animosity. That's Things awesome. happen that way. There, there's another. I think seven times I've got gotten fired or the job wasn't there when we had winning records so it's yeah. all part of the deal and, and it was time i was i had all my uh retirement was in i didn't really need it for any money and i just didn't at that time go look for another job and get up and move again i was done you're done time out you know over 38 years of coaching i had in my head enough huddles i'm time time for me to go well especially after 2013 you got ej manual thad lewis and Jeff Tool is your quarterbacks. <laughs> you had to remind me. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Toronto. You guys played in Toronto that year, right? One year, yes. Oh, man, I loved that game. I wish we still did it. It was like the funnest. We played Atlanta up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got crushed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, like Tool was in the game at the, yeah. by the end of it. Wow. I think you guys were putting well, everybody Well, one in. thing I remember about Jeff Tool is when we're, we have a lead on Kansas City here. Mm -hmm. And we're on the goal line. And he throws a 99-yard pick. Yep. Remember that? And then we fumble on the, we, the, we fumble, and the guy goes 67 yards against us. I mean, we had a we had a 14-point lead, rushed for 200 yards. You know? Yeah. Because we weren't throwing a lot with Jeff Tool. Hello, no. Yeah. We used to have a bar not too far from here. Dad Lewis used to come in. Dad, looking for action. <laughs> he found it. He, he found it. <laughs> well, he was a nice guy. Dad yeah. was a nice no. guy. Bright guy. I didn't believe he went to Duke. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he was good. Yeah, we had a we had a group of quarterbacks there, absolutely. And you you, you talk about and then you had Kyle Orton the next year. So yes. I mean, we don't we, we, this ain't Steve Young. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And, and you know, Kyle was the best of all those. He was the best. He of was all, of all those guys. He was the best. Now he wasn't going to run. No, you know, he was he was a wooden Indian back there. Put him, <laughs> put him out in front of a tobacco shop. <laughs> all right. So you've been on the inside of the Bills. Is 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 Jim Kelly a glory hound, or does he deserve all the glory? I, I don't know what to, to say it that way. I, I think yeah, he he's been you know he's took where he is. I think he you know he stayed here. He supports the town town like that. You know. I mean, I, mean, I think you, that's you kind of hard for you to say. We're not big yeah, with the, Jim Kelly. The problem is, is when we were kids, Jim Kelly was jerks to us, yeah. especially to me. Okay. I brought him a football pet. This is a good story. Fredonia. That's when they used to do the training camp at Fredonia. Two a days. So I stayed there all day. It's fucking 95 degrees out all day long. I went up to him from the sign of football. Now, he's walking off of practice. It's not like how they do it now. Back then, you know. This guy takes my football and throw, throws it farther than any football he ever threw in a Super Bowl. I'll tell you that. Guy threw it like 60 yards. Now I don't have a football, and now I don't have Jim Kelly. That's the way he was. Like yeah. I just, I, I, you don't have to yeah, say there was more. Yeah, there was more stories. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, there's more stories. He might have thought it was funny. I don't, I don't know. But I, I think, you like say, now, I mean, he still in the community. He still does things for things. So I, I think what I know of him is yeah, good. But yeah, we can't right. play. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I just like to ask the question. You know, you're in. You you've seen a lot of franchises like where, well, you know, maybe these guys just went out and got jobs where they're like, they're just gonna, you know, every day I'm a part of everything. You know, he seems to show up like opening day and goes and does the AAA thing, <laughs> and you're like. Yeah, but, you know, my mom didn't tell me that this guy was a good guy. She was like, this guy is an asshole. Like, you read him out of in the paper. I got you know? another one. My I mom was also. Too. But, you know, when I was here and he came by, I mean, he came by. He was Gentleman. always good to me. Yeah. yeah. Good. Because he, good. I, he must have known, you know, because back, you know, with the days with Steve Young and all that kind of stuff, we had some association with it. But, but he was always a gentleman to me and, you know, good time. And um, you brought up Nate Hackett. Talk about re- week one. Just as a just as a, a fan of what happened with that uh, Seattle game, yeah. what how chaotic is it on the sidelines for you to screw something up that bad? Yeah, well, you got to see. Probably here it is. It's he's the first time he's ever been a head coach. That's what it is, isn't it? You had a shortened three game preseason with really no intensity whatsoever. Not you probably didn't play half your people. Yeah. I don't think they did. I don't think they ever played. No. So this was his, your first live show. So the bullets were flying, and probably it was crazy. Now you see he's hired a uh, oh yeah a, a guy that's going to be his game manager, which you probably should have thought of that before. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, I mean, but does Russell Wilson, shouldn't Russell Wilson go, hold on a second, time out, we got two of them left. Why are we taking this yeah, all down? Yeah. I mean, a veteran like Russell yeah, Wilson should yeah. help him yeah. a little Everybody, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, you know, hey, let's call timeout and just, do, you, know, you know, just do it. So I, I, I look like they, you know, they, they lost against the Raiders, but it looked like they're, they're playing a little bit better on offense, you know. Right, they, right. Raiders, you know. Raiders yeah. were due. Yeah, but they're 0-3. They, you know they got yeah. some talent on there. They yeah. can't be that bad. So it'll be that whole – and you see San Diego's back now. So that, 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 that league that they thought wasn't going to be very good, I think will be picking up, you mm-hmm. know. And, I mean, uh, one guy that was here in Buffalo that is beloved is Freddie Jackson. Yeah. I've met him. He's a gentleman, too. Yeah. Great. And, he, you know, he was a kind of a jack-of-all-trades, played, you know, ran the ball, had to protect all the time, especially, in, you know, in Gailey's offense, you know, whatever he spread out. Mm-hmm. So, no, he was always a solid, solid guy. You know, just, you know, just didn't have a, a great burst of speed a lot. But, you know, he he was he guaranteed get you five, six yards, you know, of a hole that was there. A typical Buffalo ham and agger yeah. right there, you know. What did you like to work for more, like a defensive head coach or an offensive head coach? 
Well, I kind of just just a, a guy that was loyal to his staff. To me, right. I mean, I think with what's happened nowadays with the money getting so good for assistants, sometimes assistants now are looking more for what can I get my next job rather than just be, you know, with us. You know, Ted Tolner was loyal to his staff, who was an offensive guy. George Perlis was a a defensive guy that I love. That you know, he he wanted his staff with him all the time, even before games. He says, "Come up to my room." have some meatballs and chicken wings, and we'll just talk about the game. You know, so it's just, I think it's more the, you want to work for a guy that's loyal to his staff, you know, and Steve, that's what Steve Mariucci was. He was an offensive guy and was loyal to me. Mm-hmm. So I think the loyalty, and I, that's, I think that's kind of gotten out of coaching sets because we didn't get paid a lot. So we were just so much a guy's bunch of, you know, a lot of us were, you know, kinesiology or PE majors just wanted to coach ball. You know, mm-hmm. and then just, you know, lived in small apartments. You know, when I, my first job, I think it was, I got, you know, $12,000. I thought I'd get the best things <laughs> of sliced bread yeah. in Northern Arizona, you know. So I think the money has kind of taken it away a little bit of that camaraderie. And, it, and you know, you, 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 some, some coaches still have it, you know, but, you know, I think that's kind of lost itself in the coach profession. And, you know, they're paying good money and good for them. And, and then you look at a guy, your son, Eric Wood, ends up going into the media, and he's doing a good job. I think yeah. he's oh, no. good on the radio. Good, yeah. And he was good when he was a player. He was the first guy the media would go to because he, he was a good, t- you know, he would talk, and he was it was informative, and he, and he got it. And he, he works hard at it. I think he does a good job on, on you know. I've listened he really to does. Yeah. And uh, do do teams take a guy aside and tell him if he, if he can't talk, shut up. Don't yeah. say it. Yeah, you know, you could say, hey, you, you're, you're not the spokesman for the group, okay? Just somebody comes up with a microphone. You don't have to talk. We can give it. We can let, you know, somebody else talk for the, for the offense or whatever. You know, if you think a guy doesn't, even though he wants to be at it, he, just, he doesn't do it as good as other people, just let him know that. We got one guy who talks to the press. It's going to yeah. be Eric Wood. Yeah. Let, let Eric talk. Now, you can answer questions, but most of the stuff, let's send Eric and he'll do it. Oh, that's good. And then um, you had the Mario Williams, Kyle Williams on defense, and Kiko Alonso. Kiko! <laughs> well, you got a good Kiko story? Kiko! No, just I, I have more Kiko stories by my friends here. They always love it. Kiko! <laughs> here and but, gone. But, yeah. No, but obviously, uh, you know, Mario Williams, but Kevin you know, Williams, the other Williams was the best. Kyle Williams. Kyle was He's going to go on the wall one yeah. day. And the guy can play the great golfer, too, to boot. Is he really? Oh, unbelievable golfer. Scratch. Scratch golfer. Oh, yeah. huh? He's unbelievable. But he, he's a guy that was here. You know, I was happy that, you know, the next year when they, you know, when they finally made the playoffs, he was the happiest because he'd been through this thing the whole time. Yeah. Him, him and Eric was, was kind of good for both. Absolutely. Teams. So. And uh, the best Kiko Alonso is the girl with the Kiko Alonso jersey in the parking lot. Do you guys <laughs> oh talk about, God, do you guys no. ever talk about no. that in the war room? Or no. no. I don't have, <laughs> you don't know that one? No, you tell me. I don't know. She, well, you show them later. We'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> She she had a she had a jersey on and that's all she had on <laughs> in there. Kiko. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, are the thing? So, what's your Bills fandom? When you do get here, are you finally like Jesus Christ? These people are nuts. But we have nothing else to go on. But it's probably that's what it is. Though. That's I mean, what it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a it's kind of the college atmosphere in this town. I mean, Detroit could be that way, but it's never going to be that way. No. You know, Green Bay has it, but we're—I think here they're more—they're more enthusiastic and fired up about the team and love the team more than Green Bay. Green Bay is kind of a, a nice place to—you know—they're loud, but not as loud as this place when yeah. you get there. And like I said, I've, everybody I've met here, I like, and they all—they support the team. You know, 
no matter what. Those from, yeah. No matter what. And now we've got a, a good thing going, and it makes it feel good. Oh, man, sure imagine a guy like Spencer Brown. Jeez, he's yeah. a massive individual. Who, who on the line do you like what? just watching the game that we have now? Well, I, I, obviously, I think everything in any sport, baseball and football, it goes down the middle. So, you, you know, I love the safeties. You, I love Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse, you know, you can see the difference. Now he's in there. Things, you know, yeah. even though they, they, they've got to, he's got to work with uh, Josh on the protections. I just, I like, to, I like the way he plays really good. I've, I've always liked um, the new guy they got from the Rams, uh, the left guard. Um, come on. Drawing a blank. No, he's a free agent just right now. Uh, from Indiana, they got him from the Rams, but he was at Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 fuck. yeah, Safford. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's a big, he's an older guy, but he's a big, strong. He kind of reminds me of I coached uh, uh, Hutchinson at you know uh, at uh, at the Vikings. He's kind of that kind of a hard ass run blocker kind of guy yeah. that can give us a little push. He'll help. He'll come through. He's getting used to play with him and you know Dawkins and you know get things going. I but I, I said Spencer Brown. He's a young kid. That's kind of like I come. He's always on his, you know. It's kind of light footed. He's kind of yeah. like happy go lucky. He dancing, dancing a little bit. He needs to get his weight a little bit down more, but he'll get better. I mean, like remember, he didn't play a lot of college football either. They he had a shortened season, and you know he had a bad back, so he's lost some time. But uh, you know he's he's got he's young, so he's gonna the people are gonna get him on tape. You know he got he got beat around the corner one time yesterday, but he's he he got to use his length a little bit more. You know he's got long arms and stuff. Yeah. But if anybody, I just like I like to say because I'm. Because centers run the show. Sure, yeah. you got it. You have you get nothing like it better than a veteran center to help everybody out. And, and he pulls and moves around, so which I like kind of that. Was there any truth when you guys were uh, coaching EJ to step out of? Like he was, he was mobile, and then it was like he just started running out of bounds. Never was up the middle. Uh, I don't want to no. talk about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it is true. Yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah, um, you got Josh, who's like all over the place. I mean, you yeah. got to be like protect your asset, well, but you know you can't well, stop that guy. Well, when a quarterback runs out of bounds and it's not at the line of scrimmage, it counts as a sack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what do you think a line coach yeah. is going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you look at our running game here. We need a little. You can. You can't win the Super Bowl without a running game, or can we? Well, you know what? I mean, the, the, the quarterback's pretty good, and he's making completions. So that's you know, a running game. And, I mean, that's – you know, because remember Bill Wallace back in the day in the West Coast offense, their running game sometimes were a little loud, you know, passes out in the flat, you know, to get part of the running game and stuff like that. So that'll set up the running game there. So you don't have to – I think eventually it's going to happen. Remember, again, it's still – you know, we get in some situations, you get behind games, you can't run it as right. much. But uh, – I mean, you, they'll, they'll get it going. Again, with the three preseason games and stuff, it takes a while to get a running game going. You know, we should have a discussion probably after week 10 and see where the running game's at. Yeah. You know, just, you, you just different situations, different games, what they're giving you. And if the quarterback's hot, what, what, who, who cares? I mean, to me, as a line coach, as long as we win the game. Yeah. If we have to throw it, you know, that many times, let's do it. 90 times. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And then the, next, it's gonna, the running game will come in there. And, they, and they're shuffling around, so they got to get a feel for it. Now, I think, you know, they've had some injuries you know, obviously, a lot of guys were out in the Miami game, so they, you got to keep the guys together a little bit. And then, remember, in the preseason, a lot of them weren't there either. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the last puzzle to try to help us out. And I'm, I'm sure they're working on it every day. And what are you thinking when James Cook fumbles his first carry? 
you feel for a guy like that? Is how do you get him to snap out of that? Well, it's just like any like any sport, like yeah. a golfer missing a putt. You can't let it. You, you got next move play. Got to move on. Work on ball security. Five points of pressure. All this stuff with you know you, the coaches teach him that kind of stuff. You just got to squeeze that ball. To make them carry it around. Oh yeah, all week. Some, we've done that with guys. Get yeah. carried around all week. Put it there. Whatever. Hey, you got to find something to make it work. So that really does happen, guys carrying around, and people are constantly trying to knock it out yeah. of your hand while you're. I mean, yeah. a lot of times in college. Yeah. yeah. You see, you guys do it, or in the pros, you'd be like in a drill, and you have to have one in hand. You, you know, come by and try to knock it out. You know, just you gotta 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 make aware of it. You know? That's great. Well, um, I did see that you were at Jim Brown night. You were a coach at Jim Brown night. You remember that? We played Cleveland. We used every quarterback, and so did they. It was it was a Thursday night game. I was not there. I, I don't. Think no, I, you were there. It was the year because uh, Jeff Tool finished the game. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, I, well, I, sometimes you try to forget those nights. <laughs> it was an ugly game, and I think Wooten came in. They had Hoyer, and now Hoyer, he's still doing it. I mean, well, okay. <laughs> now, now I kind of refresh my memory. <laughs> I mean, in that year, you've seen Geno Smith and Brian Hoyer, and this is going back, what, 13. These guys are still in the league, and yeah. Geno Smith, he's a game manager. Yeah, he's still there. Isn't yeah. He? I mean, I, I agree with that you. that that's a – the score has never happened before. What? Ever yeah. in the NFL, 45-48 yeah. or yeah. something? Yeah, the one at Seattle game. Yeah. Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a record. Hmm. Well, Geno Smith look at in I the did. record books. I did have EJ go out of bounds. Yeah, but uh, and then you know C.J. Spiller, who he could have been something. I don't know. He just couldn't hit that hole. Yeah, Fred was just better. I don't know. Well, Spiller was kind of that's what he did all the time. He spilled it outside. It was hard for him always to get interior. Yeah. So you know that was kind of his his nickname, Spiller, and he he did spill a lot. But he had the speed, and he was he. You know, I think uh, uh, Gailey did a nice job because he was like the guy on the backfield, check down, throw it to him, those type of things. Because they were so spread out, you know. And uh, Stevie G- Stevie Johnson, why so serious? Yeah. How was that guy? Good guy. I, I didn't. He was only here for one year, so I. Really that was didn't. it. Yeah, the first year with Buffalo. Oh, who who would be a good mic'd up guy? Because I like to listen to these guys mic'd up. A coach that you worked with, that you would never know that this guy's got a horrible mouth or he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's passed away. Howard Mudd was a guy that would be a oh, yeah, yeah. great guy to, to, to mic up. He probably wouldn't do it, but he would have been he would have been a great guy to get mic'd up. You know, um, I, I wouldn't. You know, I like I would like to hear what probably somebody they, they, he wouldn't do it. Eric Bieniemy, they're always on him being aggressive guy. You'd yeah, probably like to really hear. He probably wouldn't do it because he's probably <laughs> get it. But you know, I, he and I were he was a running back coach when I was at. Uh, the Vikings with with Adrian Peterson, and he's another one that yeah. you'll be seeing yeah. soon in the NFL head coach. He's been getting into it with Mahomes lately. Yeah, I don't yeah. think last night they were clicking last <laughs> night. Um. Well, what do you? So what? What did you do when you retired? What did I do when I retired? I started playing golf, riding bike, going to the Mulberry for lunch, <laughs> going to Charlie's Boatyard when friends are working. Uh. That's all I need to do. Yeah, and, and the bills right? are good. You and picked I, them and, at and a good I time. Did, I, good did, time. I, did, I do some, uh, I do some uh, consulting for guys that are getting ready for the draft, and agent may call me to get a guy ready. I fly out there, try to get him ready for oh, the combine, cool. or a, a guy might send me film of a college and say, "Hey, what do you think of this defense? What, how do I attack it?" So I keep my toes in the sand a little bit, but that's great. I, I enjoy the time off. Yeah, well, a lot of years. I mean, you you figure you've been doing this since. 
Well, I've counted two years of graduate assistant, probably almost 40 years. So. And that's great. I mean, what, what would you like to see changed in the game? Changing the game? I, I, I think they've got to get uh, – the, the biggest thing now, I think, is, you know, it's so hard with the referees, the rules, the refs. I mean, who knows what – roughing the passers anymore. Who knows what the catch is anymore. You know, some of those things, use more common sense in the rules mm -hmm. and let the, guys get, let the guys play. I think, you know, we have to have a, a, I'll stay with the issue with the concussion protocol and those things like that. Because it's, it's, the guys are getting bigger and faster. Sure. You know, yeah. you know? and I, I think, I, I mean, as a coach, I think, you know, you even look at college, they fire the coach at Wisconsin after he's had one bad year. You know, it, it's the, to try to just get rid of people that quick, have some patience with some people. I mean, give them a little bit more time than just right. immediate, you know. But these, some of these owners have so much money to fire a head coach, doesn't, doesn't bother many, you know. They, uh, that's, we do that in our businesses anyway. Sure. So the family-oriented and the, the loyalty has kind of been lost. I wish we could get that back a little bit. That's a good coaching. point. Yeah, because, like, it, it just seemed like, I mean, you look at Belichick, you know what I mean? Like, the integrity of the game, you know, like, they change the rules based on who's the smartest, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> Is that yeah, the well, thing? I don't know. I mean, people always say that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I never was that way. You got to, you know, you know, to me, I'd. Just do it what you see on film. I mean, like is that. his reputation ever tarnished, or is he always just going to be great? Well, he's always going to be that way. I yeah. mean, I mean, he, he, no matter what his record is there, he's going to be. You no, know, the guy's been a genius. He's done some great things. He's got some issues now. Now they he's, played a decent game yesterday. Against they the really United. did with yeah. the, with, with the rookie with the quarterback. Third, third, yeah. Zip. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you Bills fans, Bills fans here, you know, we have an issue with him because they were so well, good. I, I respect them though. Yeah, yeah. I say it's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady <laughs> kept us in the basement and raped us, and then now we're like, he's not such a bad guy. Yeah. He's pretty good. Like, I really like this guy. He's really good at football. Who's your Super Bowl pick, Pat? Super Bowl pick? I think the Bills should make That's it. That's what I'm done. Yeah. yeah, I think on the other side, I still probably between I don't I wouldn't give up on the Rams. I think the Rams and Green Bay. Yeah, Tampa love I think got some could be the next one in. You know, Philly looks good. Philly does look you good. Know, so maybe I mean, too I young. think that's more of a competitive. I think it's going to be the Bills and KC in the in the championship game. Yeah, oh, Kansas City look. Bills good. Green Bay would be a fantastic Super Bowl. Two good small market teams. Oh yeah, yeah. The other one would be Bills and Philadelphia. People that drink and people that fight. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> And uh, talk about the uh, impact John Madden had on the NFL. As yeah, I knew him very well. He was, did you? Yeah, yeah, because we was at the Raiders, and he when he was a broadcaster, I was at the 49ers, always gave me some nice accolades, always thanked him for that. He was just, he just made it fun, right? right? I mean, because you go boom, 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 the sled, you know, and that's what I think. The, the game is fun, and he made it exciting. He made it fun, and he was, he was you know, he wasn't a yeller, screamer. He was just more positive. And that's what I think. Every that's what I like about John Madden. And you know, and he was with the team was the toughest team in the world, the Raiders. You know, right? The people in the background, and he loved it. He embraced it. So I thought that. Was Check great. out Hollywood Henderson's uh, autobiography. It's great. Myron Cope too. He was a yeah, fun yeah. guy to listen to. But you look like you were on Thanksgiving two two years. I mean, maybe you played again. But uh, he just made it fun. Like you got a baby bucket here, and this bucket here, and then a turducken, yeah. and like. That was a tradition. Yeah. He was really, I mean, and he did well with his video game. Yeah. The guy made all this money yeah. with a fucking and video like game. And like I said, he was the first guy to show people the Telestrator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which was, you know, what we use as coaching all the time. So he was a true coach that went into the media 
and you know yeah, he was you know you watch the story about him he didn't you know want to do that then he just embraced it and went after it and so you know always supported coaches you know never got on a coach and so i thought that was fantastic yeah i i loved when he he always loved nate newton when nate newton yeah. had the helmet off he would look at that little steam coming off mm. oh that's fantastic but um yeah, I mean, I think the Bills, it's been fun to watch. I just don't don't like that these people that never watch football, they they make it, it's their life. Like their week is ruined if we lose the game. You didn't have anything to do with it, asshole. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, like uh, you go to these tailgates and it's like, Mark, Mark went to the game on a Monday night. Um, yeah, the tailgate was lame. It was lame? It was a slow burn. Well, that's the fun part of being a fan because you can have an opinion and yeah. you can go for it. So if you take that away, the fans aren't going to show up. So you, as a coach, you don't listen. I just, you know what? Good for you. You're a fan. You can say anything you want to. Oh, you should have done. Okay, I got you. you I know? think it was more with me being let down four years in a row, not getting that Monday off Watching of school. Watching your dad cry. <laughs> Watching your dad cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you, you kind of yeah. just got to, you know, all right, this yeah. is a game. But, like, we got Josh Allen who, like, is more pissed about losing than I am. Like, I'm like, hey, he could do all the, you know. It, it, it's a good time to be in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. And you know what? Even the other times when they weren't, I still think it's a good oh, time. Oh, yeah. You watch it's always a good time to live in Buffalo. Even yeah. if we lost, you could still catch some asshole going through a table. Yeah, that's, that's, all <laughs> that's all we had. That's all we had. Nothing wrong with that. No. Well, I think, I mean, yeah. what a storied career, Pat. I, good to I, get to know you today. Yeah. yeah. I Jim mean, does a good job, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very you, thorough. Yeah. I mean, you are, are a gentleman. And, Marky, you ever see him, uh, you know, sitting on a bar stool, sitting next to him? He's a gentleman out, out, outside have a, of Have a tequila. A little tequila. <laughs> I do like my tequila. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love our football. And, uh, Pat Morris, thanks for coming by. You are now licensed to talk, brother. All right. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good time. Bye.